The American Hockey League season is winding down, believe it or not. It's the final weekend for our affiliate, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. So for tonight's Unified Bank profile, we turn it over to the voice of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, Nick Harton. Nick, are you as surprised that I am that your season's already coming to an end this weekend? Yeah, it's, it really is shocking, and that seems to be sort of the the resounding uh, emotion in the locker room, in the coach's office, because 30-some games into the season, this when you're, this is when you're usually just getting into the swing of the action here. So in terms of games played, it feels like we should have a heck of a lot more, but then you walk outside after a day of practice or after a game and you see the weather's changing. So you're sort of getting the mixed messages from your body and then the weather outside, like, well, what should we be doing right now? Playing more games, play, playing fewer games? Well, it's going to come to a screeching halt here after this weekend, and uh, the Wilkes-Barre Penguins are looking to build off of a, a bit of a surge here late in the season and end on a high note. What's the response from the fans been like this year? Because you started the season with no fans in the building, but you've had a chance to get some in recent games. They must be really excited, and I'm sure looking forward to turn that page to the fall. Yeah, you know what, DJ? Our fans have been absolutely awesome they've been dynamite i've even had a, a couple of uh visiting broadcasters and you know former penguins that are playing for for visiting teams that have actually remarked to me that oh this is this is the best atmosphere in the league right now some other buildings they're still empty at this point in the year other buildings have allowed fans back in but everyone when they come to mohegan sun arena at casey plaza says hey this place might not be as full and as rocking as it would be in a regular season, but this is as close to a normal atmosphere as we're feeling around the league right now. The fans have brought the heat in terms of their excitement, their enthusiasm. Absolutely no surprise with the fan base that we have up here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Um, but I think it was great to see the way that they latched on and decided to support this team coming into the season. This was a group that didn't have a lot of draft picks. There's a lot of undrafted players. This is a young team, a lot of unfamiliar names to fans, not a ton of returning players that they know uh, what they're getting, jerseys that they'd already have and be able to cheer for, things like that. But they latched on straight away. They weren't concerned with the fact that playoffs were up in the air, and now we know the Calder Cup won't be handed out this season. They weren't concerned with a shortened schedule or only the same four opponents being played over and over again. They wanted to see this team succeed, and whenever we were finally able to open the doors and let them in, uh, you could feel such a positive energy. People just happy to be able to cheer on their team again. One of the words that I heard tossed around a lot in the AHL as being one of the primary areas of focus was development. How do you feel that you guys were able to do this year with that development style and ultimately, like we said, no playoffs, so that was really front and center what the priority was for this year, wasn't it? Yeah, first-year head coach J.D. Forrest for us, he said back at training camp, he was asked, you know, what would a successful season look like to you? And I think when you're normally asked that question, you say something like, oh, we make the playoffs, or oh, our special teams are top five in the league, we have X amount of wins and have Y amount of points. Well, J.D. Forrest said, well, our goal here is ultimately development. There's that keyword you go back to, DJ, but he said, if we can look at the end of our schedule here in this absolutely crazy, wild, unprecedented season amidst all these circumstances and protocols that these players have to go through. If we can walk away at the end of the year and say every single player on our team got better, everyone improved, that we can point to this is where this guy was when he showed up for training camp, and now this is where he's at at the end of the season, he said he'd consider that a success. Well, now we're right here. We're right at the finish line, DJ. And I think the way this team has been able to put together wins here at the end of the season is emblematic 
of the success that this team has done in terms of developing these young players. You've seen a lot of them get a lot more comfortable with the pro game, uh, play structurally in a system. There have been a lot of games this season where this team has played their heart out only to falter one tiny mistake or a brutal call go against them and then it slips away from them in the third period or overtime. Now late in the season, those fumbles aren't happening. They're finding ways to lock down the wind and things like that. So um, I think you can just look at the record, the way this team has played in late April and May, and be able to point to it, circle it, and say, this has been a success. You can see the development of this team as a group. And then individually, you can go on an individual basis. I won't run down the entire roster with you, but a lot of these young players, undrafted players, uh, they've all taken big, big, massive steps this season that they're some of them are even unrecognizable to the way they were when they showed up at training camp. Well, one of those players who's taken a remarkable step, and I'm so proud to see this, is Alex Dorio. And let's call it as we see it. This is a guy who started on the taxi squad, was a little bit rusty when he got to Wheeling. Heck, he gave up a goal from the opposite blue line early on in the season, but yet he rebounded from that. His confidence was brimming. He goes up to you, and right now he's your winner or your leader in wins and save percentage. What's his game done with you guys this year? It has really happened in a flash. This is a meteoric ascension of Alex Dorio right now. And you know what? The fans have latched onto him, DJ, like I haven't seen them do to a goaltender in a long time. Most of this season, the Penguins have struggled to find consistency in net. Max Legacy, he's been wonderful, but he's been bouncing up and down from the taxi squad. He rarely starts even more than two games in a row for Wilkes-Barre Scranton and all the other goalies that have been filtering through, they'd have you know one good game, one good showing, and then fall off a little bit. Or the Penguins couldn't give that goaltender run support. They were desperately seeking for that consistency. And then lo and behold, here comes Alex Dorio. You said it before. Spent the first month and a half of the season on the taxi squad. Was rusty. Was substandard at the start of wheeling by his own admission. But he and Penguins goaltending development coach Andy Kyoto, they had a little bit of a conference with each other. They had a conversation. And Andy Kyoto said, hey, if you want to work your way up, you're going to have to earn it. This has to prove to be the turning point uh, in your season, maybe even in your career. And Alex Dorio took that to heart. He's then pitching shutouts with you guys in wheeling. Goes on a great run. Gets called up to us. And then with each passing start, he was looking more and more confident, more and more calm, more and more controlled. And you could see the brimming confidence in this young man until it all culminated in a 41-save, game-stealing, jaw-dropping performance on his 22nd birthday. Now when Alex Dorio gets announced as the starter for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, he gets a standing ovation from the fans. He hasn't even made a save yet. They haven't even dropped the puck to start the game, and the fans are on their feet. They are loving this guy and his little aw shucks personality really matches his underdog status it's been awesome to see his ascension and just how quickly he has you know arrived really as a as a starter here in the american hockey league really you've only had one player at the end of the year coming out of college or major junior goaltender tommy napier do you see that being an area where the penguins both pittsburgh and wilkesbury scranton explore during the off season in trying to make this organization deeper and deeper i know that the crop might be a little bit smaller because there is the scenario where guys are able to get a fifth year of eligibility next year yeah it's going to be really fascinating to see how the Penguins organization approaches this offseason one because in Pittsburgh they have to worry about the expansion draft and who knows what player skater or 
goaltender might get lost to the Seattle Kraken in the process and then how that's going to create a trickle-down effect to both Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Wheeling. And then on top of that, how are they going to put together these rosters in the American Hockey League, in the ECHL, when the college season was so strange, when there wasn't even a season in the Ontario Hockey League, picking up those players. Some uh, There aren't a ton of draft picks expected to come in and, and graduate to the pro level next year. So it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see how the Penguins organization, top to bottom, handles this strange offseason. They brought in Tommy Napier. They gave him a three-year deal, too, which is pretty uh, rare, I think you and I can say, for uh, minor league contracts. Um, I imagine he'll. they want him to start games because they've made that investment in him. So I don't think he'll be uh, a backup here in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. I'd imagine Tommy Napier will see a lot of starts with you guys down in Wheeling next year. And he was a phenomenal goaltender at Ohio State University, one of the franchise leaders in ooh, just about every goaltending category you can imagine. So it'll be fascinating to see his development and fascinating to see what else the Penguins do to just try and put this puzzle together in a strange offseason following a strange season. You guys get to hit the stop button on your season just as the, as the Pittsburgh Penguins start the Stanley Cup playoffs. They'll get things rolling with the New York Islanders. How far can this team go? The Pittsburgh Penguins, they can go all the way, DJ. They're built for it. This, this is what they were designed to do. Jim Rutherford in the offseason uh, put together a team that, that would have unrivaled depth. That was the goal. And I think now that the Pittsburgh Penguins are finally getting healthy, which is so rare to say in any season, especially this one, you start to see some of the guys that are going to be healthy scratches for this Pittsburgh team, and you go, oh, goodness, he was a good player. Or that guy was a good player. That guy was great when he was in. So if guys start dropping out in the playoffs, um, you know you have great replacements in your bottom six forwards, great replacements on the blue line. That creates some internal competition throughout the playoffs, too. You're not just competing against your opponent. You want to make sure you don't lose your spot for what could be a magical run. Pittsburgh is built to go deep with the guys that they have at the top of the lineup, 87 and 71, always the headline stealers, but then their depth at every single position after that as well. The problem is, this division is going to be a gauntlet. They're going to have to get through some combination of the New York Islanders, Boston Bruins, Washington Capitals, and then be awaiting a pretty darn good team in the next round as well. Uh, sounds like the winner of uh, you know uh, whoever comes out of the, the Colorado and, and Vegas division, they'll get that number one overall seed and then get the lowest seeded team after that. So Pittsburgh is going to have to handle someone incredibly difficult the rest of the way. They never say winning a Stanley Cup's easy, that's for sure, but it really seems like this is going to be quite a difficult path to get through if the Penguins are to make it all the way to win a Stanley Cup, but if they do, that'll just make it all the more sweeter, DJ. You know that. Oh, yeah, no question. I think it's going to be some epic series at the NHL level. Nick, I really appreciate so much time that you've given me, not only today, but all season. I want to congratulate everybody on your organization on a great season, and I can't wait to be exchanging notes as we go through the summer and figuring out who's going to be with you and who's going to be with us for next season. Absolutely. Thanks so much, DJ. I appreciate those kind words. I'd congratulate you, but hey, you guys still have some work to do. you got a lot of games left, so take care of business, and then we'll talk in the summer. Sounds great, Nick. Nick Hart, the voice of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, our guest tonight on the Unified Bank Nailers Profile. Intermission coverage continues next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.